Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service, where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. God is good, amen? God is among us, amen? Uh, I, I sense one or two of you might feel a little tired today, uh, but that's okay because I, I think I'm more or less recovered from VBC, but what a great week. So thank you again to, to Kelly and to everybody involved in that leadership and in that week. Uh, praise the Lord. It was a wonderful, wonderful week. And it, yeah, it would be awesome if next, if next year there can be more students who could come. Amen? Wouldn't it be great? So we'll look forward to, uh, to what God has in store then. Let me ask you this, this question that as I was preparing this week, that I, believe, I believe the Lord turned on to me. And uh, it, it was this question. As, as we go through the book of, we're not going through the whole book, but as we look, go through some themes from the book of Proverbs, the one we're focusing on this morning is, is friendship. Because throughout the book of Proverbs, there, there are a number of passages and a number of, of just incredibly wonderful, pithy little Proverbs that speak to what is it, what is it like to be a good friend? So the question that came to me was, would I want me as a friend? I'm not asking you, would you want me for a friend? But, but if we would all turn that, that question around, and would you want you for a friend? I mean, I, I'm trusting that the answer is yes. So I'm not, I'm not heading that, oh gosh, you really need to change terribly because... You're probably not a good friend. No, you probably are a great friend. But it's an interesting way to self-reflect and to allow the Holy Spirit to, uh, to speak into our spirits and into our character as we ask a question like, would I want me as a friend? And, and I, I mean it to be constructive because if for some reason, in all seriousness, if for some reason this morning you are not thinking well of yourself, then I believe God wants to raise you up to that place of understanding of how favorably he views you in the light of your friend Jesus. Amen? So that if you don't have, if for some reason you're not thinking particularly well of yourself, it might be for good reason. Uh, it might, might, might be something that uh, maybe you need to, to apologize to somebody because of something that was done. Maybe it's because the enemy is after you, wanting you to think less of yourself than what God does. And if for any reason you're not thinking well of yourself, I believe God wants to raise you up from to that place of understanding how favorably he views you in the light of your friend Jesus. I believe, and in my personal experience, that there is no greater friend than Jesus for us to know, to enjoy, and to imitate. And if you are thinking in a healthy way of yourself, praise the Lord. And if you are, then you can reflect well on the verses that we're going to highlight this morning to thank God for how Jesus is being a friend to you and through you by the Holy Spirit in you and to thank God for how he can continue to grow your character and my character 
as good and godly friends. So that's our focus this morning, is on friendship and metaphors of a good friend. This is one of the themes from the book of Proverbs, uh, and, and I, I'm prayerfully desiring to draw out, and, and this week of not only drawing out uh, this idea of friendship, but, but, but some associated pictures, some metaphors. Some are directly related, some are indirectly related pictures that, uh, that came to me as I was considering these things. First of all, a good friend is like a sunrise. And we could flip uh, to, my, to the presentation. Uh, a good friend is like a sunrise. Proverbs 18, verse 24. A person of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother or a sister. Now, isn't that interesting? Now, in relation to social media, uh, a, a person of too many friends can come to ruin. So, uh, I mean, we realize that there are kind of different levels of friends, right? So that... If you've got hundreds or thousands of friends or likes uh, in social media, it's just a different level of friendship. It's, may I say, probably very, very superficial. Uh, There are friends, and then there are friends, and then there are friends. You know what I mean? This word friend, when it comes up the second time in Proverbs 18.24, so a person of too many friends will come to ruin. There's an old proverb, it's not actually from scripture, and it's, I, I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant proverb. And, and the proverb goes, a, a person is wise when he or she seeks counsel, but is a fool when he listens to all the counsel that's given to him. Right? And so we can have lots of friends and lots of, lots of people in our lives who have a wonderful plan for your life. You ever had those in your life? You know, so-and-so is your friend or your... Or, could be a relative and has a wonderful plan for your life uh, and it might not be exactly what's best and it might be what is best so a person of too many friends can come to ruin for a number of reasons either because of superficiality or because of trying to listen to the direction of all of them or not being able to spend enough time with all of them and maybe you've ever become overwhelmed because you've got so many friends and you can't keep up with ministering or being what you think you should be to all of them then perhaps it's, a, it's time that you need to reevaluate that you've taken on too much. Have you ever been there? Uh, that we take on uh, too much of, of, of other people's stuff. But there is a friend. There are friends and there are friends and there are friends. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother or a sister. And that word friend is not the same in the Hebrew. It's not the same word as the first word friends in this verse. This word friend speaks to a deep, intimate, loving relationship. It's a deep, deep friendship. Like Jesus and John. John is described, one of the disciples is described as the disciple whom Jesus loved. They had a very, very special deep friendship bond. It's like the bond that some mothers and their daughters have. And if you have that as a mom with your daughter, what a blessing. It's the friendship that, that some fathers uh, have with their sons. What an incredible blessing to have that kind of a, of a relationship. And it's the same kind of, of friendship relationship that some best friends have, not just BFFs, uh, and, and much deeper and different than a bromance, obviously, right? A deeply trusting 
relationship. Friends are like a sunrise. Because no matter how dark the clouds, no matter how loud the thunder, no matter how bright and frightening the flashes, did you see them all last night? That lightning last night? What an incredible, amazing show. This reminded me of the glory of God. Uh, what an incredible show of light. No matter how heavy the rain, no matter how thick the fog, the sun always faithfully sits in its place as the earth rotates around it. Or as we say, the sun always rises. We can always expect and trust that as long as it is continued to be determined by God, the sun will continue to rise. The sun will continue to sit in its place as the earth rotates on its axis. And I pray that. I have prayed that this week for each and every one of you and for me that we can find and be friends like that. That we are friends who are faithful, who will stick close to a few. I mean, we can't stick that closely to many, many. And again, I've said it before, that's why I believe Jesus had three, and then Jesus had 12, and then Jesus had many people following, and then there were even greater masses than that. You are the light of the world. Will you receive that this morning? That you are the light of the world so that the friendship that Jesus has shown to us will glow through us. That the friendship that he, he, he has shown to us will glow through us because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. And that's because the Spirit is in us to shine through us. The Spirit is in us to give life and to give flavor, to give that salt and that preservation into the lives of others around us. A good friend is like a beautiful sunrise. Deep friendships, I recognize, uh, can be pretty risky. It may be that you've been burned. But I believe that just as being burned, say, by some poor teaching or some poor medical care doesn't mean that we're going to stop learning. doesn't mean that we're going to stop getting medical care. But rather, we're going to be careful. And so prayerfully, may it be that you and I can be that sort of a friend and have those sorts of friends in our lives. Second, a good friend is like a mountain stream. Who likes a beautiful mountain stream? Uh, I love uh, this picture of a mountain stream. The one who loves a pure heart and whose speech is gracious, will have the king for a friend. Now, even that is somewhat metaphorical because not everybody whose speech is gracious and not everybody who has a, a kind heart or a pure heart becomes a friend of the king. But the idea, I believe, from that is that true friends are refreshing to be around. And that it won't be difficult for people to want to come alongside and be a friend because you're just the kind of person who, who, who emanates life because the life of Jesus and the life of the Spirit is coming out of you. Do you have friends like that in your life? You just want to hang around with them. You want to be with them. There is a battle that goes on, and that is the battle is in our mind. There's a spiritual battle that goes on in our mind often. And I'll, I'll just be, I'll be really honest with you. I... There are, there are some people that, that have been in my life that I've struggled with. Go figure. 
And uh, it may well be that, that I've been the person that some people have struggled with in their lives too because I know that I haven't always been as I should be with people. But what I, what I find in my mind, in the battle of my mind, is that if I'm in a little bit of an ornery mood, things just aren't quite going right, which was the case for me this morning, earlier. Of course, they're going swimmingly right now. <laughs> my mind will go to those people that I've been unhappy about, and I will dwell, and my mind will dwell, and it will fester. You ever, you ever been there? That it just goes there. It goes to those people. And, and you think those thoughts, you think about, about what they did to you and why you're unhappy and what's wrong with them and why they should get better. And there's just you almost feel better in a wrong, twisted kind of way. And what I have learned in my walk with the Lord is that when I replace those people in my mind, and I speak to the Spirit, and I say, will you please help me with this, because this is not where I should be. And when I replace those people with people in my life who bring life and are like a refreshing stream, wow, what a difference. Because the mind can really focus on only one thing at a time. Now, we could have, we could have a number of things that are bombarding us that, that are kind of in our mind's peripheral vision, but we can really only focus on one thing at a time. And so when we replace what is negative with what is positive, then, then we see the bringing to life of Philippians chapter 4 when Paul said, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is good, those are the sorts of things that we ought to be thinking of. And so there are a couple of, of dear friends in, in my life whose faces I am very happy to see because when I see their faces, they are always smiling and they bring a joy to me because I, I can't put a face to Jesus but I see Jesus through them, right? And, and in seeing them, I do see Jesus because he is in and through them. Righteous people are a blessing to be around. People with pure hearts, speech, like the clean, clear, pure, untainted, unenhanced, natural Christmas of a mountain stream. It's, there's nothing like drinking water from a mountain stream. My dearest friends are the people that I admire and seek out for wisdom. They, and, and my dearest friends are the people that I just love to pray with because I know they have my best interests spiritually at heart. A righteous person, Proverbs twelve twenty six. a righteous person is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but we are about uh, six weeks away from school. <laughs> for some people, that's exciting. So for our younger son, who, is, uh, just, who has just finished grade 12, he's excited because he's going to be going to college, and it's, it's a whole new world, and, and that's exciting. So he's looking forward to it. There may be others uh, that it's not quite so exciting. But I encourage you, uh, who are students here today, at, at whatever age, and not students only. But I encourage you, whether you're in high school or elementary school or post-secondary school, and for all of us, that we choose some friends of integrity. Amen? That we go out of our way to look for people and choose prayerfully friends of integrity. 
They might be our age. I encourage you to look for people who are older than you are, who have been down the road farther. And, and, and let me put in a, a little plug for next week. We're going to have a number of people like that coming sharing that we're asking to be sharing uh, from the Proverbs some wisdom, that, not just from Proverbs, but from Scripture, wisdom that God has put into their lives from His Word. And I, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to bring anybody who needs to be encouraged because we need to also hear from those who are older, whether it's our parents or teachers or grandparents or whoever they may be, and even to seek them out in friendship. And those of you who are older, the Word of God tells us that older ladies, older women, ought to be looking out for younger ones to speak into their lives. Amen? And so it ought to be for older men to be desiring to mentor younger in spiritual things. Please, please, let's not fall into any trap of being entirely separated by generation. We need to be with our peers, and we also need to be open to wisdom and counsel that comes from those who have gone before us. Amen? I don't think I can emphasize enough that our closest friends be followers of Christ those that we want rubbing off on us. And I also think I can't emphasize enough that it not stop there, but that we also have many friends who are not followers of Christ so that as Jesus rubs off on us, we would rub off on everybody that we come in contact with, that we can. Two weeks ago, uh, I invited you to, to, to take a stone home. As a reminder, like the idea of an Ebenezer being built, reminding of God's faithfulness and his wisdom. And when I see a, a stream or I see a picture like this one uh, of a stream, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness and his wisdom. And I'm reminded that the Holy Spirit is like the river of life flowing through us as children of God. I, I can't help but go there when I see a, uh, a creek or I see a flowing stream. I think, yeah. Lord, you are the river of life. The Holy Spirit is the river of life flowing in and through us. And I pray that you and I can find and be friends like that. Thirdly, this one's a little harder. A good friend is like a scalpel. You have any good friends who are like scalpels? Uh, unfortunately, there are also people who are like scalpels who don't do it out of friendship and love. And that can be very painful. Wounds from a friend, Proverbs 27, 6, can be trusted. But an enemy multiplies kisses. We don't need to be hanging around too much with people who patronize us. Those are the kinds of people who just compliments that you can tell after a while, what is it that you really want? Uh, is, it, is it, yeah, what is it that you really want? An enemy multiplies kisses, but wounds from a friend can be trusted. Do you have friends that you can be really honest and candid with, and you allow to be honest and candid with you in your life? People that you have given permission to speak into your life very personally, like a scalpel that brings that needed, caring pain in order to dig out that impurity or that danger or that sin, or that pain spiritually, like whatever was used, right, I won't, I won't show you exactly where, but it was right here, and they pulled out my gallbladder six weeks ago tomorrow, 
and praise the Lord because it was full of stones and it was inflamed and it was diseased. And uh, I believe it's got to be rotting somewhere. Praise the Lord for that. Well, what was needed for that was a scalpel, right? To get in there and to dig in there and to pull it out in the other places where they had some incisions to put in a camera at one place and to do a little bit of clamping in other places. This sounds like a whole lot of fun, doesn't it? But that's needed, right? In order to bring the healing, in order to pull out what needs to be pulled out. And so spiritually too, when we have people who, who can say to us, you know, I, can I call you on something? And can I call, it, call, call you on something in a loving way? And we say, yeah, you know what? I trust you as a friend to do that. We need friends like that. We need friends who encourage and exhort, and it's an honor to be allowed to do that in other people's lives rather than tiptoeing around the truth and just stroking people's egos and patronizing them. We don't need patronizing. A true friend is not somebody who blindly pats another on the back and says, I've got your back, meaning whatever it takes, even if I have to lie for you, uh, in order to get away with something. That is not a true friend, amen? Confession is so important. If we confess our sins to the Lord, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our, our sins and clean us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, and confession to one another, James 5, 16, we would confess our sins one to another, that's, that's an important part of experiencing God's healing in our lives. We're going to be hosting, at the end of September, I'm looking forward to this, we're going to be hosting a set-free concert. Any of you been to one before, to a set-free concert? A few of you have? Uh, a concert. Uh, to a set-free retreat at the end of September. And a week later, we're going to be having a set-free retreat for students, for the youth. Uh, the first weekend of October. So there will be more details about that. But I have seen, and, and I'm sure many here have seen, some wonderful freedom and release and transformation when people allow the Lord to hear and even allow somebody else to hear, this is what I'm struggling with, and i got to get it out. And God does some amazing things. So, so stay tuned for that. Fourthly, a good friend is like a safe or a vault Proverbs 11, verses 12 and 13. A person who lacks judgment. This is uh, before what's on the screen. Will deride his neighbor. But a person of understanding holds the tongue. A gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy person keeps a secret. On the one hand... A good friend is, is somebody who will say the hard things in love. On the other hand, a good, a good friend is somebody who can be trusted with confidence, trustworthy, careful with the tongue. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight: a perverse person stirs up dissension, a gossip separates close friends. We had a neighbor who almost boasted in knowing things about the neighborhood and being a gossip. See, I'm a gossip, and I'm proud of it. Uh, may, I, may I say just very strenuously this morning that you can name any kind of sin, and I believe that there are few, if any, behaviors and sins that can do more damage than gossip. And of speaking behind other people's backs 
rather than speaking directly to them. Because often gossip is about something that's not true, or it's been twisted. And far too often gossip is about communicating things that are true, but that should never be communicated in the way that they are, in a gossiping way. If somebody ever comes to you and says something like, I don't know if I said this before, but I probably shouldn't tell you this. It's, you have an opportunity right there to say, then don't. But there is a fear that, oh, I don't want to offend them. Listen, if they get offended, that's their choice. You did not offend them. They chose to take offense. There's a huge difference between the two. And so somebody does that. Somebody says, you know, I, I have a prayer request for you today. Or maybe I shouldn't. I don't know if I should tell you this. Say, don't. Just let's not. Let's not go there. Okay? Let's just not. No, no. I will anyway. No, you won't. No, 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 no. All right. The kinds of things that we ought to be a vault about are not the kinds of things that are going to cause division and dissension. Because on the one hand, we, we, we need to speak truth in love and not be silent about those things. But there may be some things that, something that a friend may bring to you that, that he or she is struggling with and does not want it broadcasted, but truly wants you to walk alongside. Man, in my life, there are so many times when I have asked somebody, will you, will you be accountable? Will you help me to be accountable about this? Will you, will you ask me about this? And I never, I never, it's somebody that I thought maybe we could track this way, and I, I never get the response. Because it's not, there's a fear there. There's a fear about, about being really, really honest with somebody else. May that be broken in Jesus' name. Finally, a good friend is like perfume or aftershave or cologne or, or whatever, air freshener. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, Proverbs 27, 9, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from earnest counsel. Friends bring joy. Like I say, when I look in my mind at the people who bring me joy, they do that. Have you ever been caught off guard by that perfect fragrance? You know, somebody went by and he went, whoa. Have you ever, did that ever happened to you? Now, there might be a person associated with it, and that's really what you were getting all excited about. But um, sometimes there's a fragrance. And for me, it's, it's like a fragrance of lilacs. Uh, I walked outside of, of a friend's place. We were, we were playing chess at his house, and I didn't realize he had, a, he had lilacs. And as I walked out onto the, onto the porch, it, the, it, it was just overwhelming in such a beautiful way, that smell of lilacs. And I'm, so, I'm sorry if you're allergic to them. But sometimes that happens. But, but we don't want too much of it. We don't, want it. we don't want it to be like just trying to cover the bad smells or, or because that's gross. Uh, but rather that, that fresh fragrance. The Word of God tells us, particularly in, in the book of Revelation, that our prayers are like incense to the nostrils of God, so to speak. I believe you are the best of a friend and the best that a friend can be when you are praying with and for your friends.
Because prayer is like that sweet incense to the nostrils of God, so to speak. And I pray that you and I can be a good friend like that. Let me invite the musicians up. A good friend is like a, a sunrise, reminding me of the light of the world who is Jesus. A good friend is like a flowing stream, like the river of life who is the Holy Spirit. A good friend is like a scalpel, just like confession is with a good friend because it can bring healing. Forgiveness can bring healing as well. A good friend is like a safe, reminding me of the Lord Jesus Christ who was put into that tomb and sealed. But what needed to be revealed was revealed. What needed to stay, stayed. The sin of the world was conquered by Jesus, that perfect Lamb of God dying on the cross for our sins. And then he was put into that sealed tomb, but not to remain there to the praise and the glory of God. Amen? Hallelujah! And Jesus is a trustworthy friend. He knows when to stay, and he knows when to break free. And may that be true for us. And may we clang cymbals to his glory in prayers. Amen. Even lightly. And a good friend is like perfume. A good friend is like perfume, like the prayers of God's people that are like incense to the nostrils of God. I was reminded this week at DBC of the importance of cultivating friendship, first with Jesus, then with each other, as followers of Jesus and with those who are not followers of Jesus. We saw evidence of that in Paul's life as we were tracking with some of the events of Paul's life, the Apostle Paul, through the week. And I was reminded that it even begins with being friendly to everyone. You know, when you just smile at somebody you don't know, it often, it often creates the same response. They could look dour. But you just smile at somebody you were passing by, and after they get over the shock factor, uh, in many cases, they'll often smile back. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I want to encourage you that the starting place of deep friendship, too, is being friendly with people that you don't know because you never know where it will lead when the kindness and the friendship of Christ is shown through us. And I want to encourage us as a church, and we're going to talk more about this in the fall, but I I want to encourage us as a church that while it's really important for us to get together with the people that, that we know really well, that we also be looking around for people that we don't know so that the friendship of Christ would be seen through us, that we would be known as friendly, that friendliness would also be something that characterizes us and continues to as a church. You can have this deep kind of friendship with only a few, but you can have friendliness with many, many more. And in their absence, I will say that Pastor Wayne and Dale, who are at Camp Mishawa, don't need to be the only people who are like that, right? If you know them. And I'm not suggesting they are, because you have been so friendly to me, uh, since I have come here. There's a little saying. I went out to find a friend, but couldn't find one there. I went out to be a friend, and I discovered that friends were everywhere. I, that's kind of true. I experienced that to be true in my life too. Let's pray together. Lord, we come to you 
Lord Jesus to the greatest friend that we could hope for who laid down your life for your friends and and laid down your life thank you not for your friends only but even for those who are not your friends even for those who were your enemies even for those who declared themselves to be your enemies even those like the apostle paul who persecuted christians and then came to that place of meeting you in a profound way and learning what it is to have a friend like jesus and so lord thank you that that you are the light of the world through us thank you holy spirit that you are like a refreshing stream thank you lord jesus that you are risen from the dead hallelujah And Lord, I pray that if there be anyone among us who is lonely, God, I do pray earnestly that in the right time, at the right place, that you would bring along the friendship that is needed. And Lord, keep our eyes open, I pray, to the for the friendless, uh, for the lonely, that we could show the friendship of Christ to others. And Lord, I, I, I encourage you, Lord, and I pray and I bless every friendship that's in this room, every friendship that is represented in this room. Lord, that it would go even deeper into the things of you as we seek to know you more and more together in community. So thank you, Lord. What a blessing to be together as brothers and sisters and as friends. And we continue before you in worship. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.